Go. Go. Lift off. Yeah, rocketed into the fourth dimension. <laughs> We've been actually rocketed into the third dimension. <laughs> We're actually from the fourth dimension. <laughs> and then we believe we have to find another rocket to get into the fourth dimension instead of realizing you never went to the third dimension. <laughs> Saves you a lot of fuel, a lot of scheduling, and a lot of seat assignments. <laughs> But in most cases, the third dimension or you know, time and space and all this is taken to be real. And then we want to transcend that to get into another state that seems unreal, but we make it more real, you know, through belief or anything. Yeah, usually. So the basic premise is we're starting from here and then going to go to a better here or, or a mythical there. That's going to make everything that we felt and suffered through here different, you know. But we'll be the same, basically. <laughs> we'll be the same that we were here, but we'll be like a super being, you know, over there. Yeah. And so there's a lot of uh, things that have cropped up from that delusion of the sense. So there's a lot of paths to get from here to transcend to that mythical here. Yeah. But it's always there, isn't it? Because this is always being acknowledged as here. Even when you're entertaining the mythical here, it's still a there to this here. And the whole point is, really, if you ever get there, it will be here. (laughs) That's the sort of situation. (laughs) So that's why we can't recognize it, because it's here. (laughs) So we want to make it another there to go tracing off to. And... uh, it's nice. It's a nice thing to entertain. <coughs> but it doesn't really deliver the goods, in a sense. Because the, the, the idea of rocketing off to the fourth dimension really infers or uh, reinforces the idea of the third dimension. We're just entertaining, are we really in the third dimension, in a sense? Yeah. Or let's say, are we really of the third dimension? Like Jesus Christ supposedly said, one of the Gospels, that we're in this world, this three-dimensional world, but we're not of it. So if we're not of it, then there's no need to get out of it. Yeah, It's just realizing what's appearing in it. And if it isn't us, if it's just an appearance in it, yeah, then that's the sense of being of it, of what we are. Yeah. So the rocketing into the fourth dimension is just a way of explaining of not going anywhere, really. You just recognize there's nowhere to go. There's no one to go there. And it may be uncomfortable, but what I found, if you entertain this possibility, and I was just reading the, this thing, the use of terms. Well, the terms we use here are like selfing. So people sometimes ask me, what does that mean? You know? Well, for me, the selfing is the act of the mental process, yeah? Using language and wrapping and, and, and uh, opening up and, re- and holding thoughts as language, yeah? And that listening to that, not hearing it because you're conscious, you're going to hear a lot of it, but the listening to it is the self, is the, allows the selfing to produce its product, which is a sense of being a self. Now, the sense of being a self is a feeling of, it's a feeling, it's not a thought, it's a feeling, a vague feeling, let's say, and it's a feeling of being like a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. 
You're not of anything else here. You're separate. You're an island unto yourself. And then it looks at life as if life's coming at you instead of life just happening. It seems to be happening to you. Yeah, that's so. The sense of being a self is reinforced and produced by self-centeredness, a mental condition. So the mental condition is yapping all day, yeah, thinking about you thinking about you somewhere else at some other time, and how it can do that, it identifies. It doesn't take, I don't believe it takes itself to be the body, but it identifies with the body, because therefore it can use the body to think about. Because it can't really think about you, what you are. It can't. You can't sit and think about you as a spirit, or whatever. Yeah? It's impossible. Thoughts can't embrace it, or get around it, or or cut it up and make partition it, and make it into something. So it has to have a body or some some object to think about, and then sort of, and then thinking about it all day as you is it being self. You know, it's an act. It's a verb called obsession with self. It's not obsession with a noun called self. It's a verb obsession with self. Yeah, it's not obsession with which would be like the about the verb with a noun self. No, that's duality. That's dualism. That's subject object. Yeah. So the verb is happening to the subject that's actually an object called self. Yeah? But it is in that case. It's obsession with self. It's just a verb. So it's going on, and that's what I call selfing. Yeah? And when the mind is listening to it, not hearing it, because the hearing it happens, that's conscious contact, yeah? But when it's listening to it, when it's taking, like, listening to it as if it's about you, that's the sense, or that's the reinforcements of that sense of being a you. Yeah? So if without the selfing, there would be no sense of self. It's not like the sense of self was first, and now there's something thinking about it all day. It's the mental process produced the sense of self. In other words, there isn't a subject called self that's being imposed by this, this renegade mental process called self-centeredness that's driving it crazy. Yeah, And if we could only manage that better and learn how to deal with it better, it would be fine. That's self. That's the selfing. That's the product of the selfing. The product of the selfing is that there's a feeling that you're being done to or you're doing it. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> so all the doing and done to is given a, <laughs> is interpreted by it's happening to me or I'm doing it. Yeah? This is called self-centeredness. And self can't get out of self. So the system, the product of the system can't leave the system, obviously. So the, the, the selfing, there can't be a self that transcends the selfing and now is free of the selfing as a self because the selfing produces the feeling of self, yeah? So how can the product of a system leave the system that's producing it? It's impossible. So self can't get out of self. It's stuck, yeah? It hopes a lot. It does. It's trying, it's, it keeps trying that lock. It keeps putting its little keys, maybe ancient noble keys or the newest turbo scientific neuroscience key, but it's constantly putting keys into the lock, hoping that it's going to open up and then self will be relieved from the bondage of self. (laughs) It doesn't work. And the only thing that can really help you here is something that saves you time. Because it's going to be drawn out in time. And you're going to, instead of one key, you're going to have hundreds of keys and hundreds of times of facing that lock and hundreds of times of being in the hope that this one's going to work and then the click won't happen. But you'll, oh, I can think I heard it. 
I, let me just grease it a little bit. Let me put some butter on it. I think it's going to move, and yet nothing really releases. And if it does seeming release, it locks again. So how much is that a release? If a release is based on time, and it only works temporarily, then how much of a release is that? Because you'd rather have a release from time, not in time. You know what I mean? You'd rather be released from that atmosphere of time, which is, if something really good comes, it's going to go. Yeah? If I finally do something and arrive at peace, I'm going to probably be worried when I'm going to lose the peace. Yeah? Time is, the whole selfing is a drenched in time. It's a huge quality. It's not like time exists separate from the self. It's of the selfing. Yeah? Time. And it's engaged in all the thoughts. The whole thought system is drenched with it. So instead of when you entertain conceptually okayness, it's I was okay once and I will be okay. It's never really... You can't entertain okayness conceptually now. It can only entertain... It can entertain okayness conceptually there and then. Yeah? So everything is put off or reflected on it once was. And if it once was and it isn't, who's at fault? You! Because it's self-centeredness. So everything is seen to have something to do with you. So if it was really great and it's not now, there's going to be some guilt and shame why it's not great now. And it's probably after you try to dump it on others and blame your family of origin, there's still that little lead ball in you that you truly believe you had something to do with it. Yeah. And no matter how you can massage everything else, but that lead ball is never touched, you know. <laughs> Actually, everything is about avoiding that lead ball, in a way. You know, blaming others, doing trying to progress and get better and all this. Yeah? Yeah. So, if self can't get out of self, then how the hell are we, how the hell are we going to get out of self? <laughs> By realizing you're not in it. Yeah? That's the only way to get out of it, is if there's a realization, or just starting to entertain it, that I'm not in that. All that, all that, uh, we say this like a lot every week, but the mental process, selfing, its first movement is the claim. Yeah? That's what it does. So, instead of having, instead of being a, the body, it's my body. Thoughts, my thoughts. Feelings, my feelings. Money, my money. Problems, my problems. Yes? So there's a claiming of all the physical con- conditions, the mental conditions, and the uh, environmental conditions. Yeah, where somehow we have something to do with it. So that claiming, whenever, so when conscious contact is allowing life to occur as we know it, you know, an experience. Yeah, every time the conscious contact comes in contact with something, the story is told. It's never even said anymore. It's been told, it's, it's already in place. It's a habit that I'm the one who's seeing, I'm the one who's feeling, I'm the one who did it, I'm the one who's choosing, I'm the one who should have done that, I'm the one who didn't do what I should have done. It's always, there's a you. So the conscious contact is claimed and the consciousness is replaced with an idea, a mental idea of you. And now you become sort of what consciousness is. You're the one who's in contact. You're the one who's doing and thinking and feeling and smelling and tasting and touching. Okay? Now everything that's felt, sensed, taste, touched, thought, now is used to point to the phantom Paul. Yeah? The mental idea of Paul. So the bottle's a bottle, but now it's my bottle, so it's pointing at the owner. Yeah? It implies that there's someone who has this bottle, right? Everyone sees a bottle, 
but then there's a point where the mind goes, that's my bottle. <laughs> yeah? Or it's their bottle, which is another, it points both ways. Yeah? It's not like only one, my, my, my. Your, your, yours does the same thing. Yeah? Yeah. So everything's happening, coming up. The mental process is claiming it. Gives it a, a meaning. It points. It infers. It implies. It assumes. It remembers that there's a you. Now, it can't, there isn't a you there, but all it does is keep pointing and then the conditional mind does the rest. The mind makes the leap because it sees an action, logically there must be an actor. Thinking, there must be a thinker. This is the logic of self-centeredness. You're not going to change the logic of self-centeredness without changing self-centeredness. Yeah, <laughs> it's like built in. So the logic is is constantly claiming something that's occurring as it must be being done or being done to someone. Yeah, this is the habit or the bondage of self. This is what it does all day. Watch it. You see it because if you see it, then there'll be a f- one moment or many moments where your emphasis, the emphasis of mind, will be on the seeing of it, not what's being seen. So. When you see the pointing, the pointing, 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 and you don't fall asleep and assume that it's you're, you're that which is being pointed at, yeah, you don't. The mind doesn't fall asleep and assume that it, it is what's being pointed at because there's no one that it's being that's being pointed at. When it doesn't do that, then what it does is it senses its nature, which is the seeing of it. It's the seeing of all the pointers. So it sees the actions, it sees the thoughts, it sees the feelings, it has the experience of it, but it doesn't complete the self-centered loop, which is, there's a me that's feeling it, there's a me that's having it, there's a me that's doing it. It leaves that loop open, yeah? So instead of this loop, it opens up and it's spacious, yeah? So now instead of life happening to me, life's happening. Much different way of looking at things. Much, huge different way. And it's sort of like if you've ever had a chronic condition, and it sort of becomes like part of the fabric of your existence, and then it gets relieved, it's amazing, isn't it? Like if, let's say if you've had sinus problems for so long, and then suddenly they clear up for a couple of months, and you can't believe how much the sinus had to do with everything that was going on. You had no idea that sinuses was causing this chest contraction, causing all this stuff. I had no idea until the relief occurred. This is what it's like when the mental condition of selfing diminishes. It's like a chronic mental condition changes. And you start being able to be here on Saturday. And wherever Saturday has to offer, you've got the ability to enjoy what's on the plate that's being served you now. You're not defined by past plates and not getting a big enough portion or they got more. It's just not that way. All you do is you get it and then you get the next plate and the next plate and there's no one that's receiving the plate. It's just this, this, yeah? And you can really enjoy what's on offer. Like today, it was gorgeous at the beach. Yeah? It was just fucking gorgeous down there. And the ability that doesn't get noticed much to really able to embrace that and accept that is one of the greatest gifts of all. Because I remember when I was obsessed with in the alcoholism, I couldn't enjoy a damn fucking thing. I've I've done it with people. We were hiking and you could see the person's mind like two steps ahead of them. They weren't they weren't enjoying the hike at all. They were only they had somewhere to go. Yeah? They weren't in this frame. You know what I mean? They're like four or five frames back. 
and then their whole day without knowing it is trying to make sense out of that nonsense or just disassociating and distracting and then hunkering down in the absence that they seem to be living. Yeah? But when you when you locate in the frame that's occurring, there's a sense of wholeness in it. You're part and parcel of what's going on. <laughs> you know? You're not lagging behind, nor are you mentally ahead. You're right here. And how can you put numbers behind that and make it a quantity? You know, how can you have a bank account and look at it and go, well, look at how much money I have and get some mental mental soothing from that security you think you got. You can't just, it's a living thing. If you look at the book where you think you've tabulated it, you've missed it. Yeah? So it's always in the sense of I don't know and in that finding out, the freedom is available. It's like a second, what we call a second. It's always available right now. It's never available there and then. It's, that's just the story now. Yeah? The story that you will get it or you once had it is bullshit. It's again reliance on the, on the mental condition. This is about when the mental condition diminishes because if you lose interest in the center of the mental condition, you'll lose interest in the mental condition. Yeah? If you're not taking yourself to be a thought, you'll lose interest in thoughts. Of course, self, if it's a thought, and that's the most important thought of all, then any thoughts concerning self are damn important. And it's difficult to turn off the radio station. K-Paul's blasting all day, and you keep buying the same old products and the fucking storylines and everything like that with the hope that somehow it's going to finally pan out. It doesn't. And then you find another one, I'm going to listen to, you know, Sri, Sri, you know, Robert station, with the hope that if I can just get a little, no, it's, you're the transmission, you're the receiver at the same time, yeah. It's not, it doesn't mean a damn thing if you think someone else is awake, it doesn't. <laughs> it really, it's not going to help you. Unless you saddle up really near them, and still you're not going to get what you want. Because no savior is going to save you. That's Their job is to fail you. So that you finally look in and up, into you and of yourself. Yeah. If they're really good, they should be obsolete. It's not like, you know, sucking a teeth for 30 years with the hopes that you're going to, you know, you'll get it, you'll get a little better and you'll get things that you need. Let's say a sense of belonging and this and that. That's all fine and dandy, but don't, don't, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. I mean, in a sense, mind, there's nothing that can happen wrong or right here, really. Mind is mind, and I have a feeling the day your eyes really close for the last time, you're never even going to remember this ever happening. Yeah. Mind is going to be freed from the mortal coil, and it would be just like a dream that wasn't remembered when you wake up. I swear to God. Now, fun is you can remember the dream while you're awake now, but I got a feeling when you die, it's, you're, gonna, you're not going to remember the dream, and who cares? Yeah. So this whole idea is to look at what we're not, yeah? And in looking at what we're not, and if you can see something that was implying there was a you, and then see it clearly that that's all it's doing, then who is that that's seeing that? Or what is that that's seeing that? Is it a quality that you have, or is it what we are? Yeah? Is it a quality that you have? If it's a quality that I have of being conscious or aware, then I can be less or more aware. 
But if it's not a quality I have, but I, what I am, that's all I am is awareness. Yeah. yeah. One way, I'm trying to manipulate something I can't see, I can't quantify, I can't grade it with its quality level, called awareness, or there's a point where if I'm of that, that's that. Yeah? The dog shit awareness is more than enough right now. It doesn't need to have like an embroidered like greeting card, like a spiritual hallmark card. It's just dog shit awareness. And there's a rem- not a remembrance of it because there's no moment you're not in it. So you, there's not a remembrance of it. You just abide there because you can't abide anywhere else. If it's everywhere, where else can you abide? If it's at all times and no time, where else can you... How long is it going to take you to get there? I've seen a lot of people because I'm in recovery, you know? When that mental condition is strong, and alcoholism is a total mental condition, it produces physical conditions, but it is a mental condition, a mental disease. And when you're obsessed with the the topic of that mental disease, you're going to be pretty much a full mental condition. You're going to be like a dog who has manes and they put those little like uh, plastic little things on so they don't itch them. You're just going to be walking with this mind all day, you know, <laughs> thinking, living in time. The whole, all your perceptions will seem to be true and nothing will be questioned. It's out there, plenty of questioning, but nothing, you know. Yeah, yeah. How, so like in, in recovery, we can't, it doesn't seem like people can make the leap from where they think they are to where they are. So there's a program that what it does is it diminishes the con- mental condition that keeps having you believe that where, that where you are is where you think you are. And then the thinking of, of where you are gets less, less and less interested to the mind, and there's the freedom from it. It's that simple. Yeah? The mental dimension, uh, condition goes down, and then what's always there, always available, shining. It's sort of like... When you're on this side of, when you're on this side of the clouds, the clouds seems to be able to block you from the sun. But if you're on the sun side, do the clouds have that ability anymore? The clouds are still there, but you're seeing them from the sun now. That's exactly what it's like. When the mental condition drops enough, you're seeing from what you call the light. Yeah? And after a while, it becomes obvious that you're not seeing the light, you are that light. It will come, become obvious to you. The mind will lose its habit of believing what's not believable and start having faith in what is. And so what happens? Here, as a demonstration, you'll travel lighter through whatever terrain your life has. It doesn't mean it's going to level down all the mountains. It may, but you're going to travel lighter over everything you have to go through. And if you can notice that, it's incredibly valuable. That every situation, there's a lightness, a, a, a more spacious aspect to it. Yeah. It's incredibly gratitude-provoking. Like today, when I was at the beach, I just, I was at the beach, and it's been like this for a while now, and it's such a fucking joy. Right wherever I am, I'm there. <laughs> Where before, wherever I was, was a mental here. It was chock full of there and then. 
I swear, I couldn't walk in a room without thinking about whatever. Who's in, you know, tons of shit. Now it's sort of like, whatever it is, it's obvious. I can't leave the moment, so why do I want to get into the moment? Yeah? I am the moment. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't want to try to get out of self because I can't be in that. I don't want to try to get into the moment because I can't be out of it. It was just, what a simple shift in logic made a huge difference. Yeah. There may be many journeys out here, but there's no journey to find who you are. None whatsoever. There's none. You don't need travel brochures or a guide or, you know, call ahead and make sure they got a nice hotel for you. You don't, man. It's in I don't know and you find out. That's it. I don't know is the security. Truly. That's where you rest. You rest in I don't know and then you find out. And you'll get used to it. Yeah, you'll get used to having not to 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 hold so much value in mental knowing. You'll just sort of look, give up that whole fucking thing, and you'll just find out as you go along. Yeah, it keeps you so much more economized and pared down and flexible. Yeah, you're not rigid because if you are, you'll break. Yeah, you're not even rigid about this message. You're not rigid about anything. Shit. You know, it's this. So I don't know. I haven't missed a meeting yet. You know, every meeting that I gave, I've attended. Or you could say I never attended. (laughs) But in fact, I've listened to everything that's been said. You know, for years. And I'll tell you, repetition's helpful. It can help. Because just like it can cause you to believe what's not so, repetition, it can also allow you to surrender to what is so, repetition, you know? Instead of having to, having something to be forced and having to be vigilant about it, it's just a relaxed way of going about it, you know? Like having a couple meetings a week, sharing, you know, and then you just let it in, and then you see what happens during the week, yeah? And then you come back, let it in, let it in, and the mind just sort of gets it, yeah? And when the mind gets it, it just gets bigger, you know? It's, and it realizes how claustrophobic it was when it was living in that self-centeredness. It just moves out, yeah? And your life gets bigger, and then you know the problem by the solution. You truly do. You know the problem by the solution. You get that relief, just like you knew the problem with sinus congestion after the relief occurred. Exact same thing. You get relieved of the bondage of selfing, and you feel the freedom of that. You know, and if your house is on fire, find a pail of water. Don't try to use this idea to sort of, yeah, to sort of, you know, if my house was burning and I was cooking, it would, wouldn't help me to keep saying this. There is no house and there is no fire. It's better to have a pail of water. I'd say, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're flexible. If you feel like you need to come here, you better come here. Feel like you need to hear someone else, go hear them. Whatever. If you really feel like you need it, because it's done according to your belief, man. If you really believe you need to hear something, that's a requirement you need to meet that day. Yeah. Don't try to make a philosophical leap. It doesn't work. 
If it's a philosophy, it doesn't work. It's the application of it is where the rubber meets the road. That's where it is. It's a living solution. Yeah? It's a living solution. It's pulsing like your blood. It's on. Yeah? Always available at all times. Yeah? And then you start having faith in mind. A lot of people can't have faith in mind because they've had faith in conditional mind. And look at what it's done. It produced, it produced tons of anxiety and false hope and all this stuff. So people, in a way, have a, in, almost like an inherent fear in mind. But it's not the mind they're afraid of. It's an aspect of mind. It's a mental process called the self-centered system. Yeah, Mind itself is faith mind. Mind itself is all there is. To have faith in that, like this shirt, no way. That's why I wore it, and I wanted to have it visualized. See? This guy there, he's just entertaining a possibility, yeah? Look at that. Now, he could be thinking about next week, and he would be really congested and small, right? And it wouldn't be a nice shirt, would it? You know what I mean? You just see thoughts going back and forth, you know? Or one day he was okay way back here. But no, he's just sitting there entertaining and look, this tree comes up, tree provides light for the birds, the sky opens up and this fucking huge sun appears. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. Seriously. It may not take such a grand uh, demonstration, but I'll tell you, just a little bit of calibration of traveling lighter every day is just as big a demonstration as this. Seriously. Yeah. It's really the smallest little effects that seem really great when you compare it with other people's traveling. Some of my friends, if they just had the had uh, the ability, which is available, just to be here today—not here, but you know wherever here was in today—tons of their problems would dissipate. But they're incapable, in a sense, because they're up, they're up the ass of self, the selfing. So they're they're displaced, and the, the the well or the source of water they really need to be near, which is now, they can't seem to get to. Yeah. It's all imaginary, it's all an appearance, but it seems to be so when they're traveling, yeah? And, more, and people more are more open to hearing a path to try to get back there than they are the possibility that they're there already. They really are. Their minds can't... The, the way the mind is structured, it can't make that leap. That's not a leap, Yeah? It has to believe in a path and a process. So therefore, that's when the path and process has some value. The only value it has is the, the mind, the value the mind's giving it. So if the mind believes it has to get do this to get there, then that's its value. It's not that it can do this and get there, but if the mind believes that, then there it goes. Yeah. But when it, no matter what we do, no matter how many paths and processes we do, will reach a point which is stated in the Course in Miracles, which is, I need do nothing. That's it, really. You get to a point that I need do nothing, concerning that. You may need to do a lot of things here, but there'll be nothing you need to do about that. About your inherent state, there's nothing you need to do. It's the doing, and the having, and the trying, and the manipulating, and this and that, that cause it to be, it causes it, or it makes it seem to be blurred to us. Yeah? It's like living there with the saran wrap. 
you have five pieces of saran wrap around you, then seven and eight, you're still seeing, you know, but you're pretty distorted now. Now you get up to about 32, you're really distorted. You fucking, you can't see a damn, you're seeing, and so you, oh, I'm seeing, I'm Paul, I'm here, but you're really disadvantaged, right? You've got 52 layers of saran wrap. So here, we're trying to remove a couple of layers of saran wrap when you realize there was never saran wrap. But while there's saran wrap, let's remove a few. You know what I mean? Maybe look at your thought system and entertain they may not be yours. Just once. Just sit there and go, when a thought arise, arises, see, hey, they, is this mine? Is this my thought? Do I, you know... See, throw some wrenches in there. See what happens. Yeah. You want to put. What can happen is pauses can occur, and when the pauses occurs, yeah, it's a moment that's not a moment in time. It's timelessness, but it's an aspect of mind. Let's call it raw mind. That the raw mind gets emphasized instead of the conditioned mind, and the amount of information that can come and drench the conditioned mind from one little nanosecond of the raw mind can be life-changing here. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Just that pause. The pause is available, and sometimes what you do is when a wrench is thrown into the conditional mind's working, it grinds to a halt. It gets frozen. And at that moment, the raw mind is revealed. Yeah? And that, that one moment of that raw mind, when it downloads, can change the whole ballgame here. Yeah? Things that you've been working lifetimes trying to get over, I, I see not even to be there. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So, and yet, when the pause occurs, the conditional mind rises and says, "I had a pause," <laughs> and it neuters the pause again because through its claiming, that's how it neuters everything. Nothing can present what's truly so to us because we make it something fast. You know. As soon as it's there, the mental pr process claims it, turns it into a story. I had this incredible epiphany last week. Well, what did you do to cause it, Paul? Uh, well, I don't know. I made the, I called up, I had, I knew it was coming, so I reserved the room with the bath and candles, and I had Kenny Loggins music on, and how long did you think that it, I thought it was going to be eight hours epiphany this time, you know? It was only an hour. I wonder what happened. Well, what happened was, you said, hey, I'm having this epiphany. <laughs> there it went. <laughs> but it didn't go anywhere, because it never came. <laughs> yeah? The only <laughs> we have to give it, oh, I had an epiphany, you realize that we had an epiphany. But there is an epiphany at all times. <laughs> Our mind, now conditional mind, can't recognize what's always so. It can only recognize what comes and goes. Yeah? If something didn't come, we don't know it's here. Really. If it didn't come, we don't know it's here. And then it inevitably has to go. But what's always so? It's like the fish in the water. Does the fish know it's in water? It's always in the water. Yeah? It sees tons of things in the water, but it, does it actually see from the mind's eye water? Does it actually sense that it's in the water? In a phone call. Yeah? Does it? No! The whole point with us, we're immersed, or in a sense we're totally wet, yeah? But we're believing we're dry, and now we're seeking sources of water. In re instead of realizing I'm wet as hell. <laughs> you know? 
It's just that simple. So, but because if it's you that's wet, you're going to be dry. Maybe you'll be wet for that weekend retreat. I was so wet. Oh, it was so unbelievable. I was just swimming in the ocean of bliss temporarily. As soon as I went to work on Monday, it was dry as hell. Started looking at common ground for the next retreat. Make it longer. I got to be in this water longer. You're fucking all this entertaining. You're dry. You're wet as hell. Yeah. So there you go. You know, this is like the mind, maybe when you were a kid, before introspection started. The mind was capable of entertaining this easily then. As soon as introspection started, as soon as the vague pointing to a you, you know, a Paul in your life, that's when the seeming confusion began, eh? This is like mind before introspection, you know, raw. Yeah. Give it some possibilities. Entertain something, you know? I have a guy that I work that I know who's dying, you know, he's got bone cancer and uh, he's had a he had a stroke and so now he's paralyzed too from the head down. Yeah. So he had a meeting over his house the other day or some I went over there. And uh Knowing it or not, he's being pushed out of the identification with the body. His mind may not be ready for it, but that's what's happening. Yeah, and you can see like the holding on to the to the anchors of the mental process. You know, yet they're getting they're just you can't. It's not a matter of even entertaining. They're just being ripped, you know, away. And he's going to be free falling in that I don't know. You know, and. Uh, Watch the mind at that precipice. You know? It's really the energy is incredible, you know. And uh, the the the, uh, the 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 mental like sirens of Ulysses calling him back into the fact. This is like I've got so many things I want to do still, or whatever like that. Yet the calling of the mind itself can't be beat, you know. Just to entertain with him the possibility, you know, bro, this is an incredible opportunity, really. You can be conscious at this event. It's not going to come on to you all of a sudden. It's been dictated that you're going to pass away. And he's actually probably going to do euthanasia or something. Mm -hmm. So, man, you know, if you can just, when you hear that voice, because you're going to hear it, if you can ask yourself the question, well, who is it that listens to it, yeah? You'll keep getting glimpses of mind, and then it will make it an easier transfer, I'd say, don't you think? Who knows? But it was interesting because he has all his little options are taken away. He can't even move. You know what I mean? It's just like. <laughs> and yet it still wants to, you know, still wants to stay here. Still wants to cling on to a possibility that it could get better. Hold on to things, and that's a, that's what it's going to do. Yeah? Its whole instinct is to preserve self. It's not self-preservation, meaning us. It's self-preservation. It's attempting to preserve the sense of self. So, 
we can die now, like St. Francis says, you know. It's in self-forgetting that we're reborn. You can die now. Either, either in one sense you're dying as a self or you die to the self every second. That's really what's going on, yeah? You're either dying as a self or you're dying to a self. In time, in the manifestation of time, that's the activity that's going on. That's what they call um, dying before dying. Yeah. You know, if you die, uh, die to the sense of self, you're separate than it, you know, whatever, or so on, you know, all of the rest. And it's just, you know, then it's a joyful ride, and when the moment comes, you know, you're kind of halfway gone, so it's probably way less uh, traumatic and painful. Well, the thing is, it's not I die to it, but I'm dying. I really believe it happens every second. Yeah. Yeah. It happens every second. Every second could be based on either dying as a self or dying to a self. Really. Dying to the self is, let's say, a lot more expansive and dying as a self is much more contracting. But there is the movement that's going on. Everything that moves, in and out, breath, heart, mind, yeah? Tides, low and high tide. That movement would be contraction in a sense, just as a symbol, would be the dying as the self, and expansion dying to the self, yeah? So, there's no one there, because you're in a position of neutrality, but you see the mind, and that's what it's doing all day. The mind is either dying as the self, you know, concerned with itself about t- in time, or it's dying to the self, which is it's sort of located right here, yeah? So, all right, well, that's it, eh? Is that all right? Can we stop the meeting now? Do I have permission? Kevin, you got enough today? Yeah. Yes, everyone? So does Jack said it's okay. Jack, you all right? Yeah, it took, it took a little nap over there. It's like a little nap.